Well, welcome once again to Legacy Leadership Alliance. I am Bishop Sean Cooper, and I tell you it's a joy to share with you here on Legacy Leadership Alliance. Legacy Leadership Alliance is a podcast dedicated to emerging generations and thought leaders for legacy transference in the marketplace, educational systems, and religious institutions. Legacy Leadership Alliance four points of light are mentorship, PK Alliance, and pastoral infrastructure. Well, blessings and welcome once again to Legacy Leadership Alliance. I am very, very excited uh, to share with you as leaders. I want to talk to you today about learning how to trust God in what you cannot control. Now, is it a loaded question or answer? I think so. And I kind of want to unpack this statement, learning how to trust God in what you cannot control, because there's a lot of things that's happened uh, as leaders in the last three years that we could not control. And we struggle with how do you find that uh, rhythm? How do you live in the rhythm of rest? Where you're not living in mediocrity, you're not living under just perpetual anxiety, and if you are, you're able to manage it properly through the lens of God, through God, and you find and start living in the rhythm of leadership that he has designed for you by the grace of God, because you can only do it by his grace. Whether you are a professional as a leader or you are in full-time ministry or in some type of ministry as a leader, there is a grace that God has required us to walk in. He'll not put no more on us than we could bear. It say in Matthew 11 and 28, come to me, all, all who labor and overload it or overburden. And, but he said, I will give you rest, which means I will ease and relieve and refresh your souls. I think that's thought provoking because in this journey of leadership, there is a, there is a sustainable grace that God has uh, released to you and I, and it comes through wisdom and pursuit. And sometimes he allow the pressure to be upon us. Okay. And learn how to trust him when we cannot control the circumstances and the situations. So as a leader, if we look at the scripture in Matthew 28, uh, I'm sorry, Matthew 11, 28, if we look at the scripture properly and through the lens of leadership and through the mind of God, he didn't say that you're not going to be overburdened or feel like you're overwhelmed or even then sometimes become overwhelmed. Okay. That's why he said heavy laden. But he said, I will. In other words, there is something significant, biblical, uh, uh, baptizing grace as a leader that God has given to us that in the midst of the workload, there is rest. In other words, Christ's rest is not a rest from work, but in work. I want to say that again. Christ's rest. If we read the scripture correctly, his rest is not a rest from work. <laughs> you know, now I'm not saying that God won't give you a Sabbath because he will. Sabbath day rest. Six days, according to Genesis, you shall labor, but the seventh day you shall rest. So we are required and responsible at least one day out of the week 
that there should be something you cease from as it relates to work, okay? So that is mandatory. At least one day out of the week, you need to rest your mind. You need to rest your soul, which is your mind, will, and, and your emotions, okay? But if you're like me, because the rhythms has been off, the rhythms of rest because of corona and other crises that uh, have come, we're having to find that rhythm of rest and, and, and search and seek God for the Sabbath, okay? But that is, that is mandatory. That is biblically required that you as a leader must rest, okay? But the rest that he's talking about here is not a rest from work, but in work while you rest or while you work, rather, you rest. There is a grace attached to your labor that gives you the supernatural capacity to rest while you work, while you're under the pressure as a leader to make uh, decisions for the corporation or the ministry, okay? You need to know that God has given strategy and grace to overcome and rest while you're under the pressure. So let me give you just a few principles on, you know, how to, uh, how to trust God in what you cannot control. Well, the first thing you need to do is you need to really uh, confess your feelings. In other words, don't get lost in the labor that you detach yourself from what you really feel. Okay, and I'm not saying be a crybaby, <laughs> you know what I mean, and go before the Lord, and and all you're doing is is uh, doing internal searching on how bad it is. No, no, I'm not suggesting that you bring out a violin and cry, oh me. But I do think that sometimes we get lost in the emotions, we get lost in the conflict, that we're constantly putting out fires that we don't understand what's going on in us, okay? And I think while you work, you can take a moment to really take these emotions to the Lord. I remember many times, you know, that I was so busy trying to heal everybody else's wounds that I did not recognize that I myself was cut and bleeding. In fact, as a leader, um, Many times, vulnerability is not a weakness, it's a strength. I remember when I walked through the journey of cancer, uh, pro prostate cancer, and praise God, I just uh, did my test a couple of days ago, and I believe this is uh, the fourth year of cancer-free. So I'm, I'm praising God. But let me tell you something. I walked through a journey, and the first thing that I experienced was shocked. I was shocked that I was actually sick. The second, I became emotionally saddened, okay, because I'm, I was in my early 50s, right, and I'm going through cancer. I felt I was too young to even go through this type of experience, so I was saddened. Third, I was afraid. I was upset with myself because there were moments where fear hit me, and it disrupted my faith. The fourth, I was disappointed. I was disappointed because I am a leader. And I've always walked the journey um, as I walked my faith out 
whether it was owning the uh, music store or when we purchase property. I think we own about 10 uh, properties. And, and then we moved into owning a gift shop and, you know, had my own publishing company and, and whatnot. But I was, I was, I was disappointed um, that I was not uh, handling this cancer trial like I handled, handled all the other business or ministry adventures that God had called me to. I was just disappointed. And then fit, I became shamed. Now, let me tell you something. I am not the kind of person that feels shame, but I felt shame that I was, I was sick. You see, I prayed for people who had cancer, and God healed them, and now I got it. I was shamed. And the sixth one, and I'm not saying in totality, but I looked internal, internal, and I slowed my world down, and I paid attention to these emotional swings, right? Mood swings, and um, and the and the and of course the fifth, as I said, I, I became shamed. But the sixth, I think, was the most difficult out of all of them. And that was vulnerability. That was the greatest struggle because vulnerability is being susceptible of being physically or emotionally wounded. Being vulnerable uh, means that you are, you are uncovered. And see, that is the place of faith. That is the place uh, that leaders have to understand that God doesn't dismiss you because you get vulnerable. You see, as leaders, we often go through these tests and we feel more vulnerable than valuable, okay? The scripture says in Matthew 6 and 26, look at the birds. You, we know that. We know that scripture. Look at the birds of the air. They don't sow. They don't reap. Um, and yet your heavenly father feeds them. And then he said, are you not much more valuable than they. At your greatest vulnerable time, you need to know that you're valuable to God. He doesn't dismiss you or devalue whether you go through a time where you may struggle with depression or you may struggle with fear or you may struggle with shame or you may whatever the struggle, uh, lack of faith. You need to know that God doesn't devalue you as a leader based upon your emotional mood swings. OK, he still love you. And, you know, the scripture says in, in, in the book of uh, Corinthians that. That member that lacketh much, okay, God gives more attention to. So if you are in a time in your life as a leader where you feel overwhelmed and you feel outdone, don't think that that vulnerability is a devalue or deva God is devaluing you. No, you are valuable to him in spite of what you go through. Because let's think about vulnerability can be a disability, you know what I mean? A disability meaning if you're not careful, it can lead into other things. That's the reason why when you're vulnerable and you're in touch with your emotions and your feelings, you bring it to God and you deal with it correctly, okay? Because it can turn into something uh, that could affect your life in a detrimental way. In other words, it can lead uh, into uh, 
deep depression that's directly connected to lack of faith and you start just giving in into the vulnerability on the negative side. See, vulnerability is simply just being helpless and exposed, okay? You are unguarded. In other words, there's, there's nothing in your power in, in most cases of vulnerability that, that you can change the situation. Now, let me just give you this uh, added addition to my vulnerability. Uh, there, was, there was nothing that I could do in my personal ability. I was not a doctor. I couldn't operate on myself. I was totally um, defenseless unless God helped me. Now, let me tell you about sometimes God allows us to be placed in vulnerable places and helpless situations like David against Goliath, right? Unless God got, unless God uh, supernaturally helped David, he was defenseless. He could not kill a lion and a bear unless God supernaturally helped him. Moses parting the Red Sea as a leader. Now, he was helpless. They, they were exposed. They were undefended. And, you know, in other words, unguarded. There was nothing that they could do. They could not win against Pharaoh's army unless God helped them. They were physically, spiritually, economically, and emotionally vulnerable. And a lot of times as leaders, we get into these vulnerable stages and we, we try to act out of character. We try to do things uh, in our own power and our own strength. And this is the time where God wanted to do a miracle for you that's going to require his supernatural assistance. So when the scripture says, come unto me, you that are heavy laden and you that are overloaded. And he says, I, I know you vulnerable. And he said, great, because I, I am going to give you rest. I am going to give you supernatural capacity to rest. Okay. And just because you are vulnerable doesn't mean you are not valuable. In fact, you are even more valued. Well, I, you can't say more because when God loved you, it's not based upon degrees. In other words, I love you more today than yesterday. And I know we say things like that. But when God loved you, he just loved you. Okay. And it's not because you have money or power and because you've been so good and you've been so righteous. No, we all fall short and we have these vulnerabilities and like what what I'm saying to you, I was shocked, I was sad, I was afraid, I was disappointed, I was shamed, and I was vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And none of these emotional swings diminished God's love for me. Okay? The position as a leader, it wasn't like God was getting ready to snatch it from me. As long as I went to him and recognized my vulnerability and didn't see it as a devalue, come on, I was able to be a partaker of grace, revelation, information, and impartation. And we as leaders have to learn, and I know that there, there are things I can talk about about this particular topic. And of course, we're talking about learning how to trust God in what you cannot control. 
And this is just one, and I may have to talk about this the rest of, uh, you know, this time with you about the vulnerability piece. Uh, but I think it's mandatory because you, there are things you cannot control. It's not because of your control. You got to step back and trust what you cannot control and trust the God that gave you the assignment to be that professional, to be that minister of the gospel, to be that educator, come on, to be that entrepreneur. As long as you operating in obedience and you're doing exactly what God told you to do in your ability and then giving yourself, be kind to yourself as a leader, that you're just not going to give everything, you're just not going to get it perfect. And that's where that unrealistic and un unsustainable expectation comes to rob us of the peace of God to assume we're going to be perfect in every decision in every trial in every mandate no you're going to fall short and you're going to fail and this is where God's love for you come in when you become vulnerable and recognize that he is the key to the promise and he is the access come on he gives you access to the peace of God and the information that you need to not only just sustain in the, the, the season of difficulty and being overburdened. Just, you know, I'm just a survivalist. No, God want to help you win when you're in the work. Come on. Not when the work cease, are you outside of the trial, then you rest. No, the grace is given while you're in the battle. Come unto me. All you that labor and heavy laden, while you're in the process of being overburdened, I will give you rest as a leader. I will refresh your soul. I will resuscitate you right in the fire. Come on. You know, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, those three, those three leaders, the Bible says that, that there was a fourth man in the fire. Jesus was in the fire with them. Not when the fire ceased and then the king saw a fourth man. No, while they were in the fire and was supposed to be burning, God was in the fire with them. Now, how supernatural that is. How, man, how incredible. And I want to inspire you and encourage you as leaders, okay? And I want to encourage you that Christ rests is not on you from the work. In other words, he's just delivering you, delivering you from the work. Uh, you, you know, and if you have that mentality, you'll have a tap out mentality. And everything that God give you or assign you to, when it get tough, you want to, you'll back up and you would want to quit. No, the supernatural grace, the miracle is when. He gives you the rest while you're in the work. Okay? So the rest of Christ is not a rest from work, but in work. While you are working in what God told you to do, he wants to give you rest. And you know, something happened, man, while I was going through the journey um, of this cancer that there was a peace of God that came upon me, come on, in the process. 
and God reminded me of the the promises that he had spoke concerning Sean Cooper. In fact, God gave me a vision years ago that I, I was an old man like a Moses walking up a mountain. I was walking up a mountain and I had I had gray, a gray beard and gray hair and I, I had sandals on. And when I was walking up that mountain, I was walking up that mountain with stamina, with power, with intensity. And God was letting me know that as I age, that he would bless my physical body and I'll be an old man and I had a crown on my head. God knows how to do it. And the Holy Spirit reminded me, come on, of the promises of God. Well, listen, my time is up. I want you to be encouraged. I want you to learn how to trust God in what you cannot control. Remember, it is better to live by principle than to die by impulse. You go with God and be incredibly, incredibly, incredibly blessed. Thank you for listening to the Legacy Leadership Alliance podcast. We invite you to continue to join us at the intersection of religion, education, and the marketplace as we provide synergy and faith toward the future. Follow us on all podcast platforms and subscribe. Contact Sean Cooper at bishopshawn at gmail.com. And remember, it is better to live by principle than to die by impulse.